you need to tell the truth these 70% of the times. And if you don't, you're going to go to fucking jail. And then (laughs) (laughs) these other 30%, you need to lie. And if you don't lie, you'll be ostracized in this society. (laughs) You'll have no friends. So figure it the fuck out. (laughs) Don't lie to your dad, but don't fucking tell on your brother because snitches get stitches. Okay, so let's record the intro now. So what did... Milkless. Because I think we start with the name. Two dads. We love our kids. But then we also need them to know that we're like pretty cool and it's not like a wimpy podcast. So, hey. (laughs) Hey. Hey. Milkless. Hey, welcome. Hey. Hey. Hey, Milkless. Call the audience, Milkless. What's up, Milkless? <laughs> Matt and Max coming at you. What if that's it? <laughs> that's our first take. On this episode of Milkless, we're going to talk about lying. When your kids start lying to you, is it something to be worried about? Spoiler alert, probably not. We're going to talk a little bit about the complexities of honesty in the adult world and how challenging that must be at a, at a young age. And more than anything else, we're just going to try to make sure that everybody feels not too worried about their own kid because I can pretty much guarantee you, you're going to hear some whoppers. Let's get into it. All right, so Matt, today we're talking about lying and we got a study here to kick it off. Uh, so 96% of kids lie. Now let's take this with a grain of salt. I'm not sure how peer reviewed this thing was. And you know, 96%, what are these other 4% of kids doing here? Honestly. I think they're just, they're just such good liars <laughs> that they never yeah. got caught. I like, <laughs> this is one of those studies where it's like, how did, what was the methodology here? But I think that 96% number is good to know. Yeah. I like it. I like it. But it basically is like, look, kids lie. Yeah. Um, so yeah, let's get into it. I mean, maybe we kick it off with like a, like a story, like what's, do you have like a, a a good, weird, funny, what, what do you got? I mean, I got to tell you, I got a lot to choose from these days. I'm hearing a lot of whoppers. But actually, the story that sticks out to me, because it's just fascinating to me, My, it is turning out that my five-year-old is pretty talented in the art of deceit. So the first lie that she that she ever told me, she came home from a weekend telling us that that her cousin had had told her that all cement trucks were filled with ice cream. Which is a better way to go about life, thinking yeah. about it. It feels no, it's good. fun. And I, and I said, baby, I think you guys are you know, pulling your leg. But she continued to, to remind me that he had told her this and that she maybe believed it for six months, I'd say. And it was one of those, you know, like when there's things that kids just keep bringing up, you're like, oh, there's something. Well, at least she's bringing it up to you. Because when I was a kid, I was told that um, bicycles are faster than motorcycles. When I was four oh, at preschool, and I was like, I don't really get it, but that kid was older. <laughs> yeah, that and kid I was held older, that with so. me until I was like ten or twelve, and I remember like finally being like, "Okay, mom, like I know this isn't true, <laughs> but I just I gotta clear this out." Need to hear it from an adult. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, older kids, man. Yeah. So, so she she continues to scratch this conversational itch about like. My cousin told me this for like six months. And I'm like, well, maybe what she's working through is that this this is the first time she ever realized she'd been told a lie and she really needs to process it. So I keep talking with her about it. Every time she'll bring it up, I talk about it. And then probably like eight months into just periodic conversations, she just goes, Dada, my cousin never told me that. I just made that up. (laughs) And so the whole thing was I'd been fucking living a lie for eight months. And she totally deep. snuck it past me. And what she was act, this itch she was actually scratching was like, I can tell my dad something that is not. So 
Oh man, that has so many different levels. That's still got a lot of layers. Have you unpacked it? Where? I did. I did <laughs> try to unpack it a little bit. Um, if you think about what kids think is funny, like one of the straightest ways to a kid's funny bone is for an adult to not realize something that they realize. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. If you're like, but where's the so yeah. there's a fascination there with like, what if I got some information that the, that the grown up doesn't have? Yeah. It's pretty innocent, you know? Yeah. And then I, for, for this episode, I listened to this interview with this woman. Um, yeah. Victoria Tawar. Yes. She's super money. So yeah. she, she was, uh, she's written a book on lying. And, and one of the things that I thought that she said was cool is that, that lying actually coincides in children with uh, a real developmental leap in empathy. Because when kids are one, two years old, mm-hmm. they do not have, the the word this woman used was, they do not realize that their thought bubble, the things inside their head, could be different than a parent's thought bubble. Mm-hmm. Or than anyone else's thought bubble. If they know a piece of information, everyone knows it. Right. So there's this leap that happens when kids begin to realize, oh, I can have a different conception of the world or an understanding of the way things are than someone else can. And very quickly to follow that is, someone else could have the wrong conception of the world and I could have the right one. Mm-hmm. And actually I could put my thumb on the scale about that a little bit by telling them some bullshit. Yeah. So it lying usually starts around age three or four mm-hmm. peaks a little bit later on five, six, seven, as they really like try it out and refine it and get, cause they're not great at it. They get better. And then over the rest of the course of a normal human's life, they will lie less and less and less and less and less until the day they die. So even like 85 year olds lie less than we do on average. Interesting. So that was kind of helpful for me in framing like, Oh, I, I don't have a serial killer on my hands here. I just have a kid who's like normally figuring some shit out. No, hundred percent. I mean, it's, it, it pops in all the time in our life. Um, a lot of times just cause if you think about it, what we're trying to do is tell our kids, you know, you need to be honest all the time. You need to tell the truth. And this and that, but then there's other times where, you know, we actually want them to lie in a weird way. Like when our, our, we have two boys, sometimes they'll tattle on each other for very minimal stuff. And it's just like, come on, man. Like that's, that's your boy. Like, he's like, but what do you mean? Uh, You said like, we need to tell the truth all the time. I'm like, yeah, but, and then I'm realizing we're getting into a bit of a gray area where it's like, we're actually teaching them how to keep stuff from us yeah. because we want to foster the relationship of the brothers. Which value is held higher? Is it always be honest or is it snitches get stitches? Cause those are yeah. both real life lessons. Right. And what's weird is like, sometimes if we don't have a game plan as parents, like how we're going to handle this, which we have not had the way I mess up is all like, kind of like snap at them for tattling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I never took them through the paces of saying, look, listen, here's how you like, don't get the, don't get stitches. Like, yeah. <laughs> don't be a snitch. <laughs> yeah. It's like, all of a sudden, I'm like, don't tell on your brother. He's like, what? Yeah. I thought I was being the good child. Yeah. You know, in in the, I think the episode where we talked a little bit about discipline, we said that one of the mistakes we often make is feeling like kids should know better. And actually, the the whole world of lying and dishonesty in adulthood is really complicated. I mean, there's snitches get stitches. There is also like, yes, I know that gift really sucks and you already have one, but the person's sitting right there. So you act like you like it. I mean, there's all of these kind of um, examples of pro-social lying, essentially, Yeah. where we have integrated lying into our society, even, and uh, parents, if you're listening with kids around, turn it off. But like- Well, you can just just imply. Imply. There are certain like 
very broad lies that uh, many, many, many people tell their children for fun. <laughs> like, so, and they are super fun. And I tell those lies, but we've just kind of accepted them as like culturally sanctioned dishonesty, basically. Yeah, 100%. And, and I think that it's not something that we talk about, you know, what we need to do with our kids and teaching them how to speak and use language and read and do math and throw a ball and things like that. But it's not really like, how do you teach your kids how to lie effectively. So have you ever worked with a young kid on a surprise? It's like, (laughs) I'm like, yeah, don't tell mommy that we got her this for her birthday. And they're like, oh, I'm like, you got to almost like signpost it. Like you're going to want to blurt it out. Yeah. But don't. And then the, like maybe the older kids are like, don't tell mommy. Don't tell her. She walks in the door and like, we got you a present. It's an elephant and it's a, a, a unicorn. <laughs> so fun. It's like, uh, and it's like, it's hard to keep yeah. those things in. Yeah. Also, just like it's exciting. This episode is brought to you by Violet Archer and the case of the Purple Martin. Here's a little excerpt from it. Three sleeps. That's how long I was going to be here when my parents, Mama and Dados, went to a no kids allowed wedding, which, to be honest, felt like a little bit of a rude thing to have. Now, three whole days is nothing to sniff at, but at least I had Baba with me. If there's a better friend out there in the world, I haven't met them. He's as cute as all get out, great at cuddles, and a top-notch investigator too. But more on that in a minute. Let me just say this first. It's not that I was nervous about being away from my parents exactly, and Martha Mom and Papa Dan are great. But when you're a kid, a lot of stuff just kind of happens to you. Decisions get made by the tallies. That's what I call grown-ups. And the next thing you know, you're getting dropped into a situation you've never seen before. Your only choice is to roll with it. That was a little snippet from Violet Archer in the case of the Purple Martin. Check the podcast description for a link to buy the book or search Violet Archer on Amazon and buy it today. Nice read, Maxie. We had an interesting experience when we first tried to teach our daughter to play cards. It was really uncomfortable for her that we wouldn't tell her what we had. Yeah. And vice versa. She kept wanting to tell us what she had. And I remember this was such a fuck up. I was so dumb. But like, she just kept spilling the beans. Yeah. And finally, after we were playing some game and I was like, I was like, quit telling everybody what cards I have. Like, because there was one where she draw it from yeah. me and then she'd just tell my wife what she got. And I was like, shut up. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, she's trying to like piece her way through. So complex. Yes. Yeah, so compl- yeah. And to that point of, of games, which, you know, we talked about in the play episode, like, Cards was an opportunity for us to exist in a world where the rules are that you don't tell each other everything. Yeah. But it was super, super weird and uncomfortable for her. And to this day, when we play Crazy Eights, at the beginning of every game, once we get our cards, she asks, can we tell each other how many eights we have? Because she just doesn't want to play the game. If she doesn't know how many eights I got and how many she's got, so we still do. Yeah. No, but those those, those games, it's almost similar to like a... A tiger cub or you know a lion cub playing it 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 simulates life. I, yeah. I never even thought about that. That a lot of the games that involve lying or you know bluffing or something like that is absolutely just modeling what we're going to be doing as we get older. Yeah, but that's a great example of how complicated this is because there are secrets like a surprise party or like a gift that's super pro social and it's fun. It's fun to be in a secret. Yeah, and then there are other secrets that you cannot have your keep keeping. Right. Like if anybody, if any grown up ever tells you not to tell me something, like there's shit that is real serious that you need to make sure they're telling you. Right. And that distinction is hard for them to make at a, at a young age. So much nuance. Cause I, I, I've gone through that same thing with our kids that like, it's hard. Cause I've read some advice that says like, no, there should be no secrets. Like, mm-hmm. cause you know, if the, if 
they get used to daddy being like, yeah, don't tell mommy about this. But like, you know, obviously a birthday surprise is, is totally chill, but then it's like, and it's just so creepy and weird, but I'll even like every once in a while be like, has any adult ever asked you to keep a secret? Like, has any teacher ever yeah. asked you to like, don't tell mommy or daddy something or I'm like, nope, nothing like that. Yeah. I'm like, cool. Cause <laughs> we're the only ones who let you know, have a secret. Fucking kill them. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Our daughter went to this camp and she was like, yeah, there's this guy there. He's not really one of the coaches, but his name's crazy Steve. And then he'll come in and turn the lights off. I'm like, what the? <laughs> And it turns out he's like a coach from another class that like does strobe lights while they do gymnastics. But then you gotta like play it cool. You gotta like play it cool. And like, oh, cool. Yeah, Crazy Steve. So cool. So cool. Has he ever asked you to keep a secret? So where does, do you know where he lives? Because, you know, um, so yeah, there's, I I do think when they're young, you have to err on the side of like, look, I'm just not going to tell them about the surprise party because they're going to fuck it up. Yeah. Because I want to know, I got to err on the side of them always being honest with me and telling me everything. Yeah. And then there's another type of, of lying that it's a gray area. It's not like bad lying, but I find that sometimes like our kids really, really want to do good. They want to be good kids and then they'll step out of line or something, which it's totally fine. It's just like being a kid. And then they'll lie about something bad they've done or something embarrassing that they've done. And that's where I feel like it's a reflection of my parenting or our parenting that like mm. we maybe we've put too much pressure on being a good kid that they can't even tell us when they fuck up. Yeah. You know, where they're and I'm like, it's OK, bud. You can tell us. It's not a big deal. If that happens and they just want to be so perfect all the time sometimes, you know? Yeah. Yeah. We definitely, we definitely experienced the lie. <laughs> the other night my daughter came in, she had like already brushed her teeth and it was bedtime. She ran to the kitchen to grab something and she came in, there was just chocolate just all over her face. <laughs> yeah. And my wife goes, why is there chocolate on her face? My daughter's just, you get that like deer in the headlights look <laughs> yeah. where she's like, <laughs> I can't, I can't do it. I was with cleaning it up. I was cleaning it yeah. up with my mouth. Yeah. I, I found uh, some. They're not, I mean, luckily they're not like too good at lying when they're young, but I'd love to assuage fears you have about that a little bit because you need to have consequences for stuff. And those consequences, even if they're not like punishments, even if they're just, I'm going to have to talk to mom and dad about this. Kids will lie to avoid that because it's unpleasant. Yeah. Um, and there's just a period of their life where they're going to do that, where they just can't fucking handle the truth. Yeah. But then also like what we try to do is just kind of let them know, like you just got to face that, face the music there. Yeah. Otherwise, like you get, you live with some sort of lie hanging over your head. Yeah. And I think the reason that it is so important to like try to hold on to the complexity of that whole thing is for me, at least tell me if you get this, but when my daughter lies to me, like steam comes out of my ears, it makes me so mad because I think of it. My knee jerk reaction is that it is a sign of not of like a misunderstanding of the complexity, but of some fundamental character flaw that like I really got to not allowed like a lack of respect and a lack of like connection i i I do the same thing and and jump at it um i think we could both do a better job of just realizing that like they're just experimenting with this super fucking complex thing of you need to tell the truth these 70 percent of the times and if you don't you're gonna go to fucking jail and then (laughs) (laughs) these other 30 percent you need to lie And if you don't lie, you'll be ostracized in this society. (laughs) You'll have no friends. So figure it the fuck out. (laughs) Don't lie to your dad, but don't fucking tell on your brother because snitches get stitches. It's like, (laughs) 
Jesus. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a fucking minefield for him. Again, another one of your, our episodes is coming down to just talking a lot with your kids or your partner. And uh, the research bears out that this is something that you actually can teach. And, you know, one of the ways is just have a conversation when it happens. Another is, um, you know, reading stories and watching films where characters deal with you know, the, the gray areas of honesty and uh, story is always a great way for kids to understand. Then you can talk about those. Mm-hmm. But one of the biggest ones, and this goes back to the way that you and I both feel like we fuck up is um, when they do come clean, that is a moment to praise them. Yeah. The instinct is when they finally come clean to be like, I fucking knew it. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but it's like this thing. I'll see people do this when their dog won't come yeah. and they'll just start yelling at him matter and matter. And then when they do finally come, they'll be like, don't you, and it's like, well, yeah. that dog wishes that that dog had never come. Yeah. <laughs> when it finally got there, you shat on it. Yeah. Um, so that that moment of, of coming clean, you can still be like, look, I'm not glad that you went in there without telling me and licked the chocolate off the thing. Yeah. But I, I'm, it is that was really brave that you just told me the truth because I know you didn't want to and I know you know you weren't supposed to do it. So that was like a good moment for you of being honest and that's hard to do. Well, I'm realizing from this from this podcast now, this episode is like, instead of maybe me freaking out and being like, yo, don't ever lie to your dad again. It's like, that's not really one of those places that we would want to lie. Mm-hmm. Like, but really cool job, like kind of trying it on for size. And I understand why maybe you wouldn't want to tell me that you did X, Y, Z, like totally get it. But like, don't ever fucking do that again. No. <laughs> well, it's it's hypocritical because it's like there are certainly lies that we tell our kids and then there are massive things that we omit from our kids to, you know, either to preserve some kind of magic or to not frighten them or because it's like, you just don't need to know about that in the world yet. Yeah. So yeah, the, that message, don't ever lie. I get it for younger kids because the distinctions are hard to make and the consequences of lying are sometimes like a little scary for younger kids that, that you really want to have a hard line, but it's, you, it's just not going to hold throughout their life. It's just not how the world works. No. And like literally out of this other side of my mouth, I'll say like, oh, you can have this, like, don't tell your three-year-old sister. <laughs> You'll say that? She can't have that. Right. Oh, yeah. Boy. I'll be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Put it behind your back. Here she comes. <laughs> They'll put it behind their back <laughs> and then they're like, cool. You're good. At, you're cool in the pocket. Nice. Oh man. Like, yeah. That's right. You're good in the pocket. That's yeah. another another value. It's like honesty, snitch to get stitches, and being good in the pocket is also a real character trait. You want to- Brought to you by Violet Archer.